Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Morning, guys. What's happening, Max? How you doing, What's bro? Popping, baby. Good. Good weekend? Yeah, right up until uh, right up until last night. What happened last he, night? I'm in a, an old building. Good morning, Jay. I'm in an old building where you, you get, like in these old buildings in New York, either you get the heat in the in the winter or the AC in the summer. But they have to switch it over. They got to switch you, the whole system. You don't system. have control. Right. You don't have the choice. No, you could turn off the heat, yeah. right? But you can't. But it's still the walls get hot because, yeah. you know. Because everybody else got the heat on. Everyone else got the heat on. So last night, I didn't even think it was that warm out, but, oh, we, I got the kids in bed early because they're coming off vacation. You know, I got to get them back on the right schedule. I'm in bed early-ish. And, you know, we sleep at a Maybe 90 minutes into it. So now, I don't know, it's like 11-something midnight. Everyone's up. Little one's crying. No one goes to say, it's so hot in here. Open the windows. Try to get a little cross breeze growing. Can't because the way the windows work, it's like, I can't explain you it. You ain't getting no sleep It's then. almost like you, a danger. You got, you got no yeah. sleep last night. Oh, 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 I got no sleep. I got <laughs> zero Everybody sleep. Everybody clothes off and just lay in the bed. That's what you do. Like, I, I Jay, Jay, but when you hot, is, Jay, you can never take off enough clothes, dog. Yeah. I'd rather be cold Max, than hot because I can yeah, always Max, layer up. Yes. But you if I'm get hot, the old school, you got to get the old school fans, man. I know. But fans, I didn't the box fan, oh, the box on, fan, man. like you had in the window in yeah, college. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but Jay, the reason I don't have one right now is when I moved in. I recently moved, and when I moved into this building, I, I ask two questions before I move in. One, what's the roach situation, right? Yeah, I need to know I'm in New York. It's a damn shame you got to ask that question when you live, but, but it's New but York. It's New York. This place was so tight, but the roaches were, I mean, they were all up. They lived in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't play, but roach. Okay, so so what I do is I go to the people who would know. A doorman, there's a doorman in this building. Super, all this. And like, what is it? Just tell me what it is. Been here 17 years, haven't, like, haven't seen what I'm the dude to take. Okay, perfect. That's good. Then I have to ask the broker. What's the AC situation like? The ceilings are high. This is cool. Yeah. Oh, no, it's great. Da, da, da. But what they didn't tell me in the fine print, basically, is, yeah, but you don't get it half the year. So, I, I, so yeah, Jay, no, there's no taking off enough layers. I was, you know, you could strip naked, which Sorry. happened. No sheet on. It doesn't matter. You're sweating. So, so let me ask you a question. Yeah. New York, stores are open. Did you, go to, did you get up and go to Dwayne Reed and just buy four or five fans? You or want we, me? We still not bought a, the fans what kind yet? of fan are you getting in Dwayne Reed? What are you talking about? It's going to be broken five minutes. Yeah. Oh, don't do that to <laughs> Dwayne Reed. They did it to themselves, Jay. I'm not going to sit here and lie to America. But oh, also, <laughs> Jay, at, at one in the morning, I got to be up at four. I'm going to go and carry five fans. That was That's another God. great point. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Max, Max. <laughs> well, now <laughs> I'll order some fans off of, you know, Amazon. Amazon yeah. be yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah, right. Yeah. But anyway, so that's how my – how'd your guys' weekend – how'd your weekend go? It was good. Yeah. It was good. Just kind of hung out. I was, uh, I was on the beach, 80-degree oh. weather in oh, the Carolinas. Oh. It was outstanding. Oh, Had me a nice cigar, a Perdomo <laughs> with some Cabernet. Oh, look at you, you at the beach you can't house. Beat that. I'm sorry, Chris. I mean, I posted it house. on IG Story so you can see it, Jay, but I mean, you know. I'm Ooh. focused on the Final Four, Chris. I'm, I'm, I'm here in Houston. I'm not focused on where you're putting your feet up. To watch well, you well, hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, you're kind of putting your feet up too, because you got a weekend of watching ball away from the family, so you can get a good night's sleep. Uh-huh. So let's start with that. that that's kind of like a vacation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah exactly. That's wrong Jay, about that. Jay, let's start right that. there, yes, Jay. Exactly. Jay, the number one thing before you even get to basketball is you went to a place 
where you could sleep in. Yes. Uh, no I mean, kids waking you yes. up. Sleeping. Oh, Everybody's like, oh, what time part. did you get up today? I was like, 6 a.m. They're like, God, that's so early. I'm like, that's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> what are you talking about? I read the newspaper. I was like, who am I? I'm having coffee. I'm not rushing to go anywhere. It's a new lifestyle out here. Oh, and now, now I'm stuck away. I don't think I'm in Houston. I think I'm in Mexico City right now. It feels like... <laughs> I'm in Mexico City right now. We're going to need you to blink, twi- blink twice, Jay, if you yeah, need I'm, help. We're going to need you to hold up a newspaper with today's date, Jay. I'm right. still blinking, CC. I'm, I don't think I'm okay. They're they going to have JJ. Undisclosed have, location. They're going to have him on ABC News tonight with Dwayne Muir. The latest kidnapping <laughs> of an American at the border. Baxter, buck twice if you're not okay. How are they treating you, Jay? So, it's, it's cool. It's, yeah. it's, it's cool down here. I mean, look, we got a chance. I mean, last, I, I'll tell you. I mean, I was excited for the Final Four, obviously. Like, Lamont Butler made that shot for San Diego State. Oh, But I was oh. more excited for yesterday in basketball than I was for the men's Final Four yeah. or I am for tonight's national championship game. Does that, does that make me crazy? Not, That's just what yesterday's women's national championship game did to can, me. Can we say – I need to say something about this, guys. A lot of times when it's, let's say, a group that has been excluded or ignored or whatever, in this case, the women, right, or female athletes. So the, people can take it as virtue signaling if you're like, oh, look at the women. Uh, forget about that. That's unsustainable. You can't ask people to watch something out of, uh, being, out of righteousness, right? You have, they have to want to watch it. Demand has to be organic. This has nothing to do with virtue signaling or doing the right thing or anything. The lead story is the women's side of the bracket. Oh, no doubt. It's, it's just what it is. It, that's what happened at least this year. If it's not trending that way, at least that happened this year. And it, a lot of it was Caitlin Clark upsetting the unbeatable South Carolina. And, and a lot of it's what just happened yesterday. Yeah. No, I'm with you a thousand percent, Max. And Kim Mulkey being the first woman's coach to win national titles at two different programs, and for her to do it in her home state, you had Angel Reese giving uh, Caitlin Clark a little bit of the business, a little bit of her own medicine with the jawing back and forth. You had Jasmine Carson in her last game. Hitting a three a, right as, now, probably. As a collegiate yeah. player, <laughs> stepping in, 21 points in the first half, seven for seven from three-point land. Like These are so many great storylines within that one game. So it was really entertaining to watch, despite the ref's best attempts not to make it entertaining to watch with all of the fouls called. I want to say there was something like 37 personal 37 fouls foul called, called in the, that game, not the best yeah. which was absolutely game, ridiculous. Ticky-tack, you had Angel Reese miss the entire second quarter. You had uh, Caitlin Clark in fouls. Yeah, 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 Caitlin Clark at the end of that third quarter. That ended that 12-0 run that the Hawkeyes had in the third quarter. I mean – uh, um, Z- um, Monica Zanano and Warnock and Caitlin Clark had to sit out the end of that third quarter, and that's really when LSU took control of that game again. So I, I thought it was a really good game, really entertaining to watch the highest-scoring uh, finals game uh, from the women's tournament. So it was, just, it was just fun overall, and to see the, the joy that they were able to celebrate with, like that, that's – that's joy in its purest form, man. When you yeah. win a championship, like for all of the, all of us that had that feeling, sorry about that, Max. Like you understand <laughs> what that moment is like. All of the hard work, everything that you sacrificed for all of that to 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 come to fruition in that one moment, man. It's just it's overwhelming in terms of the emotion that pours out, and it was cool to see that from not only the LSU players but the coaching staff as well.
So let me say this. But first off, I want to congratulate uh, Kim Mulkey on her fourth national championship. LSU deserved to win a title, and Angel Reese, who averaged 21 points and 12 and a half rebounds in a tournament game, was just special. Uh, Alexis Morris was even more special in the way she made buckets down the stretch and really took on not only was she, you know, the leading scorer in the second half, but she also was defensively guarding Caitlin Clark everywhere on the floor, actually making her dance off the dribble. Um, and so I, I want to say that off the top because they deserve a lot of credit. But the, the, the story yesterday, the biggest takeaway that we're going to talk about all day today on every network is you're going to hear about the trash talk. So number one, trash talking is okay, people. Like, we see it with Patrick Beverly and Austin Reeves, and we applaud it. We, we see it with uh, the way Russell Westbrook is being guarded in the playoffs where people sit in the lane and they don't guard them. Yeah, we saw that with Caitlin Clark in, uh, against South Carolina, going against Raven Johnson, mm-hmm. wiping away the hands. We've seen Caitlin Clark with the John Cena hand. Now you don't see me, now you don't. Um, it's part of the game. The thing that bothered me last night is that while Angel Reese is doing it towards the end of the game, we have a a certain section of people that then want to come out and call people like Angel Reese, who is 20 years old. Now think about this. The narrative that's been following this team all year long, right, has been they're ghetto. They're thugs. Think about what you heard Dawn Staley talk about the other day. She literally made a comment about it. It went viral. We're not head coach of South Carolina, okay, after the loss. We're not bar fighters. We're not thugs. We're not monkeys. We're not street fighters. And today I'm pissed off because instead of congratulating and celebrating LSU, we're talking about elements of race and double standards. So when Caitlin Clark is doing all this, she has swag. Um, she's a competitor. She's lost in the juices. This is what we love. But when Angel Reese does it and – was it maybe a tad bit excessive? Could she have been called a T? Sure, if the refs wanted to call her an a T at the end of the game for trash talking because she followed Caitlin Clark around. But these are the same things that motivates young people in sports. And we applaud it in other directions, but now we want to apply race towards it. Or we want to apply, look at her. She's a classless piece of, that's what Dave Portnoy said. I'm putting names on it. Mm. Keith Oberman called her a blanking idiot mm. on Twitter. What, what are we doing? Why, why, are we, why are we taking it to that level? If you want to criticize it and say call a tech, fine. I'm okay with that. At least you're having some kind of informed opinion on it. But now we're name-calling. Now we're questioning people's character off winning a chance. That just really – I'm not going to allow that to happen to our show and also nationally. CC trash talking is part of the game. It's what inspires us, and it's okay for kids who are 20 years old to get, or young adults, if you want to call them young adults, to get lost in the sauce on that. Well, Angel Reese could also speak for herself, and she did at the postgame presser. You're going to hear that. You're going to hear from Caitlin Clark, whether she was aware of what was going on. And, Jay, you also um, made an interesting point, as we were talking before the show, about the difference because as much as you, you, no one approves of the kind of language used about Angel Reese, but you pointed out a difference between what Caitlin Clark was doing and what yeah. Angel Reese was doing and why the more observant, educated basketball viewer might still say, wait a minute, what Angel Reese did was a little different and maybe did deserve a little more criticism. Going to get to that coming up, plus 
Chris, we want to hear from you and your reaction to what Jay just had to say. 888-SAY-ESPN-729-3776. Keyshawn, Jay Willemax, Chris Canty, in for Keyshawn, ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Chris Canty in for Key. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Jay, could you summarize quickly what you said at the end of the last segment about the difference in the reactions to, to Angel Reese's showmanship, you want to call it, and Caitlin Clark's? Yeah, so in a nutshell, Max, I, I woke up today, this morning, uh, Chris Canty and I, I chose violence mm. um, and I chose to engage in, with names like Dave Portnoy and Keith Oberman that attacked and assassinated the character of Angel Reese. Uh, in order for this game to grow, trash talking is part of the game. And we have individuals right now that are literally carrying the torch for women's basketball. Caitlin Clark is one of the biggest stars in the game. Angel Reese is also one of the biggest stars that we have in the game. And throughout the tournament, Max, Caitlin Clark has talked trash to people. If that's Haley Van Lith over at Louisville, mm-hmm. uh, when they were engaging back and forth, where they were passing by in the game, and she did the John Cena hand thing. But what did she or, say, though, Jay? Let, let's also talk about what did she mouth down, to Haley Van yeah, Lith? down 15 or something like that. Shut, yeah, Shut the blank up. Exactly. exactly. Right? Which, which is, I'm sorry, that's what we say in basketball. No Yo, doubt. You're down 20. No doubt. Shut, I dropped 35 on you. Shut the Stop. So, and then you got the situation with Raven Johnson for South Carolina where they weren't being guarded. Caitlin Clark pretty much sitting in the paint was like this, waved to her. And then all of a sudden during the championship game, Angel Reese was talking trash, doing that stuff in the face of Caitlin Clark, and people started attacking her. And there's been these narratives following them, Max, of calling them ghetto, calling them thugs, things of that sort. Right. I mean, if it's not obvious yet just by Jay's description, Angel Reese. One team is all black, is black and another team is pretty much Clark all white. white and, right? Right. And, yeah. and LSU is predominantly black and vice versa for, uh, for Iowa. And that's the sentiment this morning. That, uh, so, oh, it's, uh, it's okay for when one player engages in that manner. She has swag. Look at that. She's competitive. Uh, she's the face of basketball. But when the other does it, it's like, this is what's wrong with basketball. Okay. Uh, this team is the villain. It's like, well, no, it doesn't work that way, actually. Right. So, Angel Reese at the post-game presser said the following. All year, I was critiqued about who I was. Nobody, I don't, yeah, yeah, the narrative, I don't fit the narrative. I don't fit in the box that y'all want me to be in. I'm too hood. I'm too ghetto. Y'all told me that all year. But when other people do it. Y'all don't say nothing. So this was for the girls that look like me. That's going to speak up on what they they believe in. It's unapologetically you. I mean, Angel Reese can speak for herself, obviously. 
and, and she spoke well for herself. And, and here's mm-hmm. the thing, Max, with all of the trash talk, it feels like there's a lot of coded language when people are distinguishing between what Caitlin Clark and Haley Van Lith do as opposed to Angel Reese and others, um, people in black and brown communities. And that's the part that, that is so disheartening in an era where we're trying to grow the game of women baske- women's basketball. And Jay touched on it. Jay said, you know, in order to enhance the sport, you have to highlight the personalities because they're the ones that drive the interest. It's been a long time since we've been able to say that the women's final – is more compelling than the men's final. Yep. I mean, San Diego State, uh, UConn feels anticlimactic, doesn't it? Yep. In effect, coming off of what we saw yesterday, I mean, to me, there's no, there's no question about I think, it. And I think so, the peak of the tournament was probably South Carolina, Iowa. Yeah. Because that was, that was nail-biter down well, yeah, to the wire. Yeah, it's David versus Goliath. Yeah, and you know? David Goliath. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, Don Staley's built a well-oiled machine down there with the Gamecocks. But, but my point is this, though, Max. It's exciting to watch the women's Final Four. There was anticipation for it. And I don't want to be about the business of marring it by entertaining or even validating some of these ridiculous narratives and storylines around these players and how they conduct themselves. I'm tired of the respectability uh, politics when it comes to women's athletics. Allow them to compete. Allow them to talk trash. They've Mm. earned that. These are elite-level athletes. Embrace it. Because we see the same things on the men's side, but we, 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 and we embrace it and we, we're, we celebrate it even. We call it passion. But on the women's side, we want to put a lot of them in a box. Right, so it's the intersection it, it, of race so and, and it absolute, gender. It right. absolutely but, is, man. Hey, so so uh, I, I feel a passionate way about it, but I, I do want to get into the details a little bit of it, right? I, do, I want you to do that, too, but I want to hear from Caitlin Clark first, okay. Jay, because right. Caitlin Clark was asked if she was aware of what was happening. Uh-huh. Honestly, I have no idea. I was just trying to get to the handshake line and shake hands and, you know, be grateful that my team was in that position. All the credit in the world to LSU. You know, they were tremendous. They, they deserve it. Yeah, so she, she didn't have anything to say about it. She was good. She'd been doing it. But, Jay, you were about to say because on the one hand, hey, two different women doing the same thing on opposite sides. One is treated differently than the other. Why is it such a disgrace when one does it, when the other one's showing, showing gamesmanship, right? But, Jay, you were, you, were, you were saying that there is a difference. There is at For least sure. one difference in what they did. Well, there, there's definitely a difference in between what the two did. Like what, and it, like, but it's also it's the way it gets framed, right? So, look, there's a version of trash talking, and then there's taunting. There's two different things, right? So I felt as if towards the end of the game with Angel Reese, that was more taunting. Right? Could that have gotten a tech from the refs? Sure. Sure, that could have gotten a tech. I, com- I, I would have completely understood that. Mm. Would I have liked it? Probably not, but it's on the verge of taunting. Okay. But to, for people to then call somebody like that a classless piece of blank or to call somebody a blanking idiot, like that's where it goes really far for me. Mm. And that's what I'm not going to allow to happen on our show and every platform I talk on. Could it have been on the verge of taunting? Sure, if you want to give her a technical foul, that's what the refs are on the court for. Fine. They were still up 15, 20 points. You know what I mean, CC? Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, could it have gone excessively a little bit too far in that moment? Sure, potentially. But then to characterize somebody as, oh, you're this, I'm like, I'm not going to Okay, allow so that Jay, to so I get the disproportionate reaction to it, but I, wanna, I just want to pin down. So the di- you're saying there's a difference between uh, trash talking and taunting. Is the difference, it sounds like, 
that trash talking takes place in the heat of competition before the contest has been decided and that taunting No, trash talking is, can happen after the contest is yeah. decided. So what, so That's fine. Like if I'm, on the free, if I'm on the free throw line next to you and we're taking free throws and I'm barking at you telling you that you're getting your head beaten by 20, it's trash talking. Now, if I'm following you around doing hand gestures or this in your face or this following you around, that tends I to be see. more on the okay. side of taunting at the end of a game. Yeah, Even if Jay, you were in-game. Yeah, uh, you know? yeah, Jay, I feel where you're coming from, but it's not like Caitlin Clark hasn't been doing that all season either. Like, like It's yeah. not like she she has not been seeking out opponents to get in their face and trash talk them. Yeah, but, but but CC, like when you're in the – like, all right, just like think about the two examples that people are using if you want to get into the details of it, okay? Yeah. One is there – Caitlin Clark's going back to her bench – and obviously her and Van Lith are talking, and she does this little quick thing and keeps walking, right? Like, Or that's, this that, that, whole thing, you're yeah. on the court, right? You're, that's okay, fine. I don't really know. Is that talking? Like, whatever, I'm waving you off. Not really. Trash talking, fine. If I'm following you around the court, like this in your face, yeah. point like that's a little bit different. Right, like that's a little bit different. Yeah, I, get, I guess. I guess. A little bit I guess my point is that's that's isolated moments. But over the last couple of years, we've certainly seen Caitlin yeah. Clark getting in the faces of opponents and trash talking sure. them and taunting them, like rising to the level that you're describing or what we just saw on the stream between Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark. So I just mm-hmm. the, the thing of it is, it seems like it's a little bit unfair. We like to pick and choose who we want to um, who that, we want to celebrate though, and who we want to demonize. Chris, this and it is feels the problem. Like Angel Reese and LSU are on the wrong side of it, and a lot of people are drawing conclusions that it's coming down to the race factor because LSU is predominantly black and brown. And, and, and that's the problem with it. It's like, well, hold on a second. Like, when you see characters get assassinated like that on social media, yeah. and they're all black team, but you've seen habits that with all the white team, that it's, that's what makes you defend. You're like, hold on, wait a second. What are we talking about here? What, like, are we removing race and just looking at the actual aspect of it? Or... Because it feels like race is involved. And when that's involved, it makes people take sides, which are different ways to look at it. Yeah, but I hate it, Jay. You know why I hate it? Because it overshadows what was a great basketball game and what was a great tournament. And that's that's what what we should be talking about. 888 say ESPN. 729 3776. And I would say, Chris, that this tournament had everything. Had it all. Everything. Had the stuff on the court, had the stuff off the court. There's a lot to talk about. 888-SAY-ESPN-KJM. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again 
by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Carson banks in! My goodness, it's wizardry! Morris into the paint, leaning and hitting! Alexis Morris trying to take LSU to the finish line. Kim Mulkey in year two has orchestrated a turnaround for the ages. LSU has captured its very first national championship. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Click more on the ESPN app. Scroll down to live radio. We are portable. Chris Canty in for key today. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Guys, quickly, I have a question. Quick answers because people are waiting to talk about this. 888-SAY-ESPN-729-3776. Jay, I'll start with you. If you are looking for something, you will find it nowadays because with social media, it's not just an issue of many people in the, in the so-called you know, mainstream or legitimate media are, uh, you know, have opinions, and so you can find a variety of them on any topic, but now everyone can broadcast their opinion. So if you're looking for an issue, wait a minute. Here's a mostly black team versus a mostly white team. Are people going to react differently to those? You will be able to find that to support a preconceived kind of feeling you may have or you know, a premonition you may have about the way people might react to it. Is there any of that going on here with respect to the reaction of uh, Caitlin Clark, right, um, or... And, and by the way, and how it, you know, differed, like, j- j- like LSU players, how they're treated differently from than, than Iowa players in this case. Or do you think that, in fact, generally, the response was very different? Jay? I, I think the women's game has different challenges than the men's game. I, I think there is, and Don Staley has talked about this, and people say that they're race baiting, but they're on the... Uh, they're on the inside of it, and they, they talk about it every single day. So I think there is that aspect of it, Max. I also think, you know, Chris, you made mention of the word during the break, misogyny. Mm-hmm. Right? There are a lot of men who don't feel as if the women's game is where the women's game is comparable, right? And you, you see people daily make comments about that, Max, on social media. So I, I think it's a combination of both that – kind of get brought into the element of the game of women's basketball. So, Chris, is Angel Reese in fact being treated differently by and large than Caitlin Clark was? Yeah, I think she's being treated differently, but we haven't seen a player like Angel Reese in terms of her personality and in terms of how she's been able to monetize the platform that she's had. And she's fully leaned into it. Like, one of the things that she said in her post-game press conference is that she she acts the way that she acts because she's going to be unapologetically her, and she wants to give young girls that look like her the confidence to follow suit. So I think that's important when we're having this conversation. We have to provide the context, which is Angel Reese breaking the mold of what we're used to seeing women behave like in college basketball. And I'm here for it, man, because personality is what's going to drive the growth of the sport. It's absolutely necessary. People should stop complaining, stop nitpicking, and get on board with it because whether, or li- whether they like it or not, this is where women's basketball is going. By the way, it's anecdotal. I don't have, I, I'm not going based on like scientific evidence or I can't prove it, but anecdotally, I do feel that 
that Angel Reese was treated differently than Caitlin Clark under very similar circumstances. Yes. There was more of a negative reaction. At least it seems that way to me. Debbie in Miami, you're on KJM ESPN Radio. Hi, good morning, guys. First off, I love your show. I watch you guys get up and first take every day. Um, so I love what you guys are doing. I love, love basketball, NBA. Um, but I have to say I did get glimpses of the game. I don't see a problem with what Angel Reese did. I definitely agree with what she said in regards to her being her and that it being a difference. And I see it all the time in terms of women and color. If you are assertive, you're a white woman, you're speaking your mind. But if you're that way, you're an angry black woman. So it is the same connotation in regards to how they're being called ghetto, hood, this, that, the other. Why does it have to be attached to that? Why can't it be just the trash talking that Patrick Beverly does? Lance Stevens is a pest. Like Yadonis Haslam, how he said what he said to Lance Stevens. Like, I love basketball, so I'm trash talking in my home when someone slams down a dunk or whatever. I'm like, yeah, get some more. Get some more. How you like that? You get what I'm saying? So I get it. So I don't see anything wrong with either side, and I definitely don't see anything wrong, and I do feel like she's being demonized and villainized because of the color of her skin, and I love the fact that she's unapologetically herself and black, and that's how you have to be because it's that way, and not just in sports, but in every aspect of life. We don't have to acquiesce to being black, but I feel like people have to make us feel like we have to have a double consciousness about being black when white people don't have to have a double consciousness about being white. They're just white. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's not fair. So I do, uh, I do feel like pr- she's being villainized. Appreciate you f- sharing your uh, thoughts about that, Debbie. Very well said, Debbie. Jason in Phoenix. Hey there. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, the difference is stark. It's not even close to the same thing. Not even, not even in the same ballpark. Uh, Reese in the post game interview said, "Everybody called me ghetto and hood all year. Then when you see somebody else do it, referring to Caitlin, y'all don't want to say nothing. Waving your hand and Cena for a half a second, that's not classified as being ghetto anywhere in America. I'm from the ghetto. I'm from the hood. I know what the hood is all about." And there ain't no way in hell Reese is running up on Boston from South Carolina like that because that's going to cause a fight. And if it had, y'all would be killing her for it. At the end of the national championship, y'all just won a national championship, and now you're going to come up here and start a fight hunting? Like, be happy you won. If that, it was like Debo when they said, oh, he don't pull that with the uh, fools around the hood. She, she did that to Iowa. She did that to Iowa, and everybody knows why she did it to Iowa. It's plain as day. Y'all don't want to admit it. Y'all want to deny it. Whatever. Why did she do that? Why did she do it to Iowa? Why did she single out Iowa? Because she Jason. knew they weren't going to do nothing. But, but Jason, can I ask you a question? Okay. Isn't that sports? Ask me a question. Go ahead. I, I am. I'm, first off, it's Monday morning, man. Have a good morning. It's okay. You don't have to be <laughs> he got his blood pressure right, we all the way up. Show, right? We're Whatever, all here on the spot. Yeah, yeah, Go ahead and well, ask me the question. Jason. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get to the question, Jason. So isn't intimidation and trash talking a part of sports? Regardless of whatever color, like I, it doesn't matter. I'm competing against anybody. I look for little things to get myself to a point where I want to win. Are you saying okay, that this so was let different? Me just, uh, let me answer your question with the question. If 
if it was the same scenario, same exact scenario, and it was South Carolina, and it was Aaliyah Boston, whatever it may have been, and Reese was doing the same thing right in her face, and she just so happened to not like it and react to it, and then they got a brawl in the middle of the night. No, stop going down the road of a hypothetical, Jason. Stop doing that. Jason, we're not doing that. Jason, you gave that hypothetical before. Let me give you – I don't think that's the right one. Let me give you one. I think you might agree that this is the right one. If someone else on another team, a star player, maybe not a Leah Boston, it's a different position, really a power forward, sure. almost like a big, but like a scorer, outside scorer type, was doing what Caitlin Clark was doing leading up to it, right? And, and then uh, Reese did that. to like do, In other words, Caitlin Clark was doing the thing that Reese was then doing to them. Aaliyah yes. Boston wasn't doing that. Do you think if someone on South Carolina had been doing what Caitlin Clark had been doing, that she still wouldn't have done it? Jason. Yeah, I'm going to answer that. In, again, you go to the post-game interview. When Reese classified yes what no. Caitlin Clark, she said, y'all been calling me gutter and hood all year, and then you see somebody else do it. And we're talking about a half of a second. No, 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 J- J- Jason, you're fixating on the one clip that you're seeing in the Final Four. Caitlin Clark been doing that all season long, bro, and it's been longer than one second. So stop pointing to that one clip and comparing that to how long Angel Reese did because you're dead wrong. Jason, quickly, yes or no, do you think if, if Reese was playing someone who had been doing exactly what Caitlin Clark was doing on South Carolina, she wouldn't have done it back because it was South Carolina. You see what I'm saying? Do you think you, you're entitled to say, no, I don't think she would. I'm just curious what you think about that. And they try and tell you that's not what I'm saying. And I disagree with you. No, there's no first of all, we don't have a long time for your action. answer. I just wanted to know the answer to the question. But it's okay. Jason yeah, J- thinks J- she J- wouldn't have. Yeah, Jason's not co-hosting, so we've given him enough airtime. Yeah. My whole point is this, though. Why does it have to be a situation if it's Angel Reese playing against the South Carolina Gamecocks? Like Yates says, why does that have to escalate to a fight if they're jawing back and forth? Why does it have to be that type of situation? It didn't escalate into a fight last night when LSU was playing. Well, Iowa. that's Jason's point, that he thinks that, that they're doing it to, to someone who will be in some way intimidated by it and won't fight back. I, 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 completely, a, I completely disagree with him. Right. Iowa has been tough. They have been competitive all Caitlin season Clark long. Caitlyn Clark has been talking trash to people the whole – That's what I'm saying. Like he's he, the he, epitome of somebody who that, fights that's back. My, that's my they point. They were getting their tails whooped. Yeah. And you can't disprove a counterfactual, yeah, so this, Matt, right? Yo, but I, yo, Cece, Max, I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. So playing up in Jersey, okay, um, you know, I went to my high school I went to was a predominantly white high school, okay? I grew up in a predominantly black town. When I would play basketball and we would go to play Riverside Church, our AAU team, they would try to punk us, yo. They would try to – they would look at certain teammates and including myself – and daily, yo, people would challenge us. Like kids from the city or kids from different backgrounds would look at one style of basketball and be like, yo, like they, you, they might think, oh, you get the way they appreciate the game or you're playing the game the right way. There are different elements that come into that. That is basketball to me. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with race. That is basketball. If you, regardless of whether you're white, you're black, where you're where you from, you're from a good area, a bad area, you got certain thoughts come into games. Those thoughts will get... Stress test yeah. to see who you are, Max, yep. in those moments. And some cats 
Like Devin Booker, like, yo, okay, like, it don't matter. That's where he came from. He did do hooping. I got, he, I got, giving it back. That's Jay, what it is. Jay, I got to say it. This is offensive to imply that Angel Reese is doing it to Iowa because Iowa get, won't fight back. Let's, or because let's get Iowa into, players are majority white. That is offensive for Jason to even suggest that that's why that was taking place. Let's get more into this because people have stuff to say after. So we're going to get to your calls, 888-SAY-ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Carson, you bet! Jasmine Carson electrifying the LSU fans. Hands it off. Carson banks it in. My goodness. It's wizardry. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Chris Canty in for key today, ESPN Radio. Yeah, Jasmine Carson. Chris that was, was an saying, unbelievable story. Wasn't Jay, it? she had like a magnet in the ball or yeah. something. Man, that was that was just couldn't miss. The one she banked in right before halftime when the buzzer went off. Like I was like, it's heat check, incredible, man. ridiculous. Heat check. Incredible. You want to know? To, to me, that was really the game because usually Caitlin Clark gets hot and there's just nothing you can do. Yeah, but, but when you're but, answering on the other side with someone who's even hotter, that's it. Yeah, and here's the thing. They didn't expect her to be hot. Like, she hadn't scored a point in the Sweet 16 or the Elite 8 and then drops 21 in the first half. Crazy. See, I give give Jasmine a a lot of credit because she played her tail off in the first half. But at the end of the day, I know we're going to end up talking about Angel Reese. Yo, Alexis Morris was a star to me. Like, and nobody's going to make her name as mentioned as the other two today. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't only her mid-range game. It was also the fact that, I mean – you're going to say she held Caitlin Clark to 30, but, yo, Caitlin Clark still has a hard time making shots. She takes a lot of shots that are off balance when it's off the dribble. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and Alexis Morris, like, forced her to put the ball down the ground, bodied her. So I think it, it exposed Caitlin a little bit off the dribble. I give her a lot of credit because she, she was the star of the game down the stretch. And Alexis Jay, Morris is the, the be- one doing the talking heading in. Yeah, and, yeah. Jay, I think the best thing that Alexis Morris did was control the tempo and the complexion yeah. of the game. Like, like when I was making a run, being able to make the requisite plays, whether it was her scoring the basketball or her facilitating to bring momentum back on LSU's side. And that's a sign of a good point guard, as you know, Jay. Like, for her to be able to do that and then just hearing how her teammates were talking about – and her in the post-game press conference talk about how she would not let her team lose because she could taste winning the national championship at that point in the second half. Like, it was, it was really incredible to listen to her talk about it, but it makes sense when you watch how she played in that second half. Rihanna. Max and CC, let me ask you guys both a question. You guys are both basketball fans, right? And just give me your real, honest, quick feedback. Don't overly think it. So we talk about Caitlin Clark, a national name. We talk about Angel Reese, right? A national name. Who is who? Are, who are those players in the men's game right now in the Final Four? No, you're right. 
You're absolutely right. That's why it's not virtue Wong, signaling Wong, to like concentrate Miami, on the women's side of the like, bracket. It's more exciting right now. Yeah, like you know Lamont Butler because he made that shot, but you didn't know Lamont Butler coming into this tournament. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, the, mo- right. the, the biggest name is the coach, Dan Hurley. Right. Dan Hurley. Time. I mean, you, Sonogo <laughs> might be a really big name, but that, that name is nowhere close to the – it's not, Jay. Clark. It's we not, which is why follows... I said tonight's game feels a little anticlimactic. When people even say, oh, it's a shame that this happened because now we're not focusing on the court. Everyone stop. Stop that. <laughs> we're, what we always focus on are the characters. All we do is storytell. It's the way the human brain is wired. We understand the world through stories. And we are only as in, in, interested in the stories insofar as we're interested in the characters yeah. in the stories. There are characters now being defined in the women's game, and there aren't in the men's game. Not the same way. Not right now. Mm-hmm. Brianna in Long Beach, you're on KJM ESPN Radio. Hi, how are you doing? Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's about 3.52 right now, so bear with me. Uh, but I'm a former professional uh, women's basketball player, born in Evanston, Illinois. Also was a Division One basketball coach. And I have a um, very strong opinion about this. So Angel Reese, I believe, has always been boxed into this category of having to um, be a certain way due to the fact that she was perceived as being from the ghetto, from the hood, um, from more of an urbanized area um, in Baltimore. And she's actually right. She represents so much. It's bigger than just basketball. Uh, She reaches out to young girls who are African-American who dream of playing the game on on that platform. And um, ever since being from just Evanston, Illinois, I've always known Iowa as a whole to be very much of a racist state. And I would say that I think a lot of times when it comes to recruiting, there's a certain type of basketball player that the recruiting coach on that college staff is looking for. Um, and I just think it's very interesting that Iowa as a whole, looking at a racial factor, really doesn't have a diverse team. And I think it is unfortunate at times when basketball is perceived to be about race, um, but there is just it's bigger than a sport. Basketball is a vehicle to learn life lessons, um, and it is important that we look at this from a racial uh, dynamic. There's a, there's a lot of microaggressive racial comments that are always mm-hmm. thrown out about specific mm-hmm. African-American women basketball players, such as Angel Reese. Let's not go into also the content of Dawn Staley when she had to stand up for her team when they were perceived as being bar fighters. Um, and because Angel Reese doesn't fit in this mold, a little bit of trash talk is perceived as, um, again, not being um, you know, looked at as a specific ball player that should come with just um, being uh, a certain way, right? Yeah, trash yeah. talking is okay. I think trash talking is okay um, to a certain extent. We've always been boxed yeah. in as a female athlete that we can't trash talk a little bit. And yes, there is a specific conduct that you're supposed to have as a basketball player. Um, you know, I'm always, I've always been ex, as an ex-pro basketball player. I've always been respectful. Yeah, Brianna, so Brianna, Brianna we got to cut you short. This is a great call, and you're making a great point because it's the classic demonization versus the domestication of the black athlete. And books have been written by Bill Roden and others about this and it's sad to see this at play when we're talking about it overshadowing a moment like we had in yesterday's Much more game. coming right up thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max the podcast check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio